0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are, welcome to the second official episode of Slouching Towards Byzantium. Uh, This episode, actually, I planned to do it like, you know, two weeks after the the first episode, Um, but I just got really busy. Um ask any teacher right now how they're doing and their answer is probably going to be busy, stressed, chaotic, Um, you know, teaching online as well as now teaching in the classroom. Everything is a bit crazy, but I guess that's sort of the theme of the year. Um, Anyway, I won't go too much into that this is not a podcast about teaching this is a podcast about history walking and exploring istanbul so our second episode is going to take us to actually a non byzantine related site we're going to explore the sulemanye mosque and the area around it Um, sulemanye mosque is one of my favorite places in the city of istanbul it's absolutely gorgeous there is a view a view to kill, really one of the best views in the city. Um, from the top of the hill, uh, Istanbul is a city of seven hills and those hills have um, have mosques on them and that's sort of a way of understanding the skyline of the city. Once you kind of know the seven hills, you know mosque is which and I think really one of the grandest of them all is the Suleymaniye Jami. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about who was Sultan Suleyman and a bit of a history about that, as well. We can talk a bit about, um, I don't know, about walking about the the, the area that the Sulaimaniyah Mosque is in, and how you know. i we're gonna reflect a bit on all the different walks I've taken in that area because it is a place I have explored countless times, um, like many of the areas in this city. But it's it's a it's a pretty special area. So anyway. Without further ado, let's get on with it. Uh, welcome to the show, and I hope you like it. Who was Suleiman the Magnificent? So, the term the Magnificent has been added on to his name. Um, and that is how he's popularly known. So that gives us some indication of uh, how he was regarded and how he has been remembered in history. Um, I'm by no means an expert in Ottoman history, but Suleiman Sultan Suleiman uh, was one of the longest reigning sultans, I do believe, of the Ottoman Empire from about 1520 until 1560 something so this is actually considered to be really um kind of a golden age of cultural development within the Ottoman Empire um lots of facts about Suleiman. I believe he was born in the Trabzon area along the Black Sea uh he did a lot of military conquests in Europe and throughout the Middle East. He spoke, I believe, five languages, including Persian, Serbian, Arabic, Ottoman, Turkish, and one other that slips my mind. Um, so he was, um, you know, militarily strong. But I think the reason that Suleiman is remembered is mostly for his cultural um, achievements and He's more known for kind of ushering in this really um, yeah, culturally uh, strong period of the Ottoman Empire. He was a poet. He wrote a lot of poetry. He was a patron to the arts. Um, and, of course, his mosque, which is the place we're going to visit, the Suleymaniye Jami in Istanbul, was built by his chief architect, Mimar Sinan. So what else can we say about... Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Um uh, he he married one of his concubines. And that was a slightly unconventional thing to do at the time. Uh I am forgetting her name at the moment, Roxana. Roxana no. Uh what was her name? Anyway, he married his concubine and um, you know, I think really really seemed to love her. He did have a large harem. But she was the favorite, and um, she was known as Hurim Sultan. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I have a little poem here. I think he wrote a poem about her. Let's see, throne of my lonely niche, my wealth, my love, my moonlight, my most sincere friend, my confidant, my very existence, my sultan, my one and only love, the most beautiful among the beautiful, my springtime, my merry-faced love, my daytime, my sweetheart, laughing leaf, my plants, my sweet, my rose, the only one who does not distress me in this room, my Istanbul, my Karaman, the earth of my Anatolia, my Badakhshan, my Baghdad, and my Khorasan, My woman of the beautiful hair. She had red hair. My love of the slanted brow. My love of eyes full of misery. Hmm. I'll sing your praises always. I, lover of the tormented heart. Muhibi of the eyes full of tears. I am happy. He used the pen name Muhibi to write these poems. So that gives us a bit of an indication that our our Suleiman was quite the Renaissance man. And, you know, interestingly, because this is the time period of the Renaissance. So over in Florence not geographically that far away from Istanbul, Um, you know, a very different type of artistic um, development is going on. But still, I like to imagine these these things happening in parallel and Michelangelo, you know, making his sculptures and his paintings and Suleiman writing his poetry. so what exactly is escapism i've been thinking a lot about this this idea of escapism and you know i think in this last year a lot of people have lost their their escapist lifeline their ability to travel and to you know just jump on an airplane and take a holiday and all of this has really changed i mean there are some people who are still taking holidays I think they're all coming to Istanbul, actually. Uh, but but by and large, most people are, are traveling less and are at least, you know, a bit afraid to get on an airplane or, you know, plans have been changed. I myself have not left the city of Istanbul since last Christmas, which is very unusual for me. I would normally be traveling over the summer holidays, um, going back to canada which is where i'm from um or just you know uh, going on various adventures that has all changed now we must find the adventure within or just within the city so there is an element of escapism in going for walks there always has been i think that's probably why i'm such a such a walker and i get a restlessness i get a i i get a severe restlessness if i say it again restlessness if I don't get to take a walk, you know, at least every other every other day, maybe just in my neighborhood or maybe further afield. Um, I like to at least, you know, go to places further out in the city at least once a week, if possible. Um, so, yeah, the area of the Suleymanye jammy is so. So last week, if you listen to last week's episode, it was sort of about the edge of the Golden Horn and the edge of the walls that run from, just up from Eminonu all the way to Ivansaray, so that edge. Um, but the Suleimania is about mm, a third of the way between, so up from Eminonu, and then inland. So there's an area kind of behind Eminonu called the Kuchuk Pazar, which means this small market, um, but the whole area is sort of a market area. So there's a lot of old buildings, a lot of old hans, um caravanserais, so those are those are old Ottoman era buildings um where various makers of various goods would sell those goods. So there are workshops and there are still functional hans within that that area. Um one of the most famous ones was the Buyukvalid Han, which was famous because Instagrammers um found a way onto the roof and it became the coolest place in the city to take photos um, by climbing up on the roof of this 16th century structure. Of course, that ended because so many people were going up there that the roof was wearing thin in places and maybe someone fell off the roof. I don't know. Or it was falling apart. So it's really hard to get up on the roof now, but you can still um, explore the Han. And it's really fascinating because there are still workshops there. There's actually, there was an art gallery in the pre-COVID time. Now, I don't really know, but I'm sure there are still workshops um, making different goods. And, you know, then the surrounding streets are the stores where that stuff is sold. So it is kind of a neat slice of life that really probably hasn't changed in hundreds of years. So anyway, in this neighborhood, if you are to walk around it, you will eventually find yourself walking up a hill. And if you walk up that hill enough, you will probably find yourself at the top of the hill and rather near to the Suleymaniye Mosque, which has an absolutely stunning view facing um, the Golden Horn and the Galata Tower. And you can look and you can see all the way out to the Bosphorus. You can see the bridge, uh, the Bosphorus Bridge. So it has one of the nicest places in the city for a mosque. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to head out and I'll meet you there. So I've been thinking about how the different times of day or different times of the year can completely change your perception of a street or a place. Um, in this case, of the area around the Suleymaniye Mosque. Um, I've been thinking of all the different times i visited there. And of course, it's uh, countless. I don't know how many times I've been there. But I do remember one of the first times. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what was the first time I went there? And it certainly wasn't a place I visited maybe the first few times I ever came to Istanbul. I remember about seven years ago, going and exploring that area um, as the sun was setting, and so then at night, which is a very, very, very different experience. um, The area sort of beneath the Suleimania Mosque down towards Kuchuk Pazar and Aminonu is not particularly safe, or at least in 2013, it it, it wasn't. Um, You know, it's a bit of a, um, it's a poor area. I mean, no doubt there were different Roma communities living there. Various buildings that were being torn down. And I'm not sure if there's some sort of regeneration project going on around there. I'm not entirely sure. Um, But it is a very interesting area. You know, you could walk one street in one direction and come to a busy area with lots of cafes. You walk another street in another direction and there will be virtually no street lights. It will be very dark and rather ominous. So I remember that evening with a friend walking around there. I remember... Oh, gosh, I remember this summer, you know, one of the first days I ventured out um, after our lockdown. It might have even been during the weekend lockdowns, and I went during the week. I don't remember, but one of the first few times I'd left the house in like two months and going by boat over to the European side and then walking up to the Suleimania. And there was nobody there. And it was, I think, early in the morning. And it was completely empty. And the area around the mosque itself, there's a huge, beautiful um, green space with the beautiful view looking down towards the Bosphorus, I already described. And walking through that area with no one around, like not a soul, and just this beautiful sunny day, you know, the beginnings of summer, the breeze through the trees, and it was just, you know, an absolutely different experience. So I think that's what maybe is so interesting for me with like visiting specific streets and revisiting and going and the layers and layers of like, you know, times that you've gone to a place. It all forms like this, like cumulative idea of a place. So. You know, I'm a big fan of revisiting. You know, when you explore, you always want to go to new places. But to revisit places means that you'll develop an actual, like, personal relationship with that place. Obviously, for anyone listening, if you don't live in Istanbul, you can't do that. Um, But I'm just, you know, thinking about wherever you live, the places that you walk and the streets. And, you know, paying attention to the little details because these are um, what what make a space. I've taken the metro to Feznedzler, which is in the old city of Istanbul, um, on a Sunday morning, and it's pretty empty, which makes me very, very happy. There's some guy talking to himself, though. at the Suleymaniye jemmy on a Sunday morning at about 10 o'clock in the morning and actually busier than I had hoped because of the tons of Russian tourists who apparently have, have decided to visit here on their tour, with their tour guides. Um, yeah, if you're gonna come to Istanbul in the current situation as a tourist you better wear a mask it it pretty much pisses me off i don't want to even really get into it but um yeah anyway it's beautiful and i will make another recording when i am situated in a better place i.e away from the tourists So at the Suleymaniye um there are also the graves of Sultan Suleiman and his beloved Roxanne, who actually was of Russian descent. So maybe that explains part of the draw for these tourists. Uh, yeah, she is buried next to him in her own little uh, mausoleum or turbe. And yeah, I was doing some reading about... Um, her and her relationship with Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent and it kind of it's interesting because she's sort of blamed she's actually referred to as Roxanne the evil evil woman because she convinced the Sultan to kill his eldest son because she suggested he was trying to usurp him and steal the throne And, of course, in doing that, uh, he killed his firstborn son, which was not Roxanne's son. And therefore, her son became next in line to become um, Sultan Selim. There's some dogs here. Uh, Yeah, so interesting. And, of course, that period then of the uh, Ottoman Empire was a rapid decline. And so they kind of blame her, right? As is the case in so many situations in history blame the woman blame the woman so on the east side i think it is of the Suleimaniya mosque there is a street that used to be called Tiryaki street i may be mispronouncing that Um, But in Turkish it means the street of addicts. They have changed the name of this street to something else. I forget the name of a professor or something. But, um, sorry, there's small children distracting me. Uh, Anyway, this street, the street of the addicts, was called so because there was, um, you know, in the Ottoman times, a string of tea houses and coffee houses that also served Everyone's favorite at that time, opium. Yes, indeed. Street of the Addicts. So that must be why they changed the name. Um, it's kind of interesting because now all of these um, cafes, there are still cafes, it's still a street of cafes, but they all serve fasulye, which it could be argued is the, um, the addiction of modern-day Turkey, perhaps a pleasant and relatively healthy Vegetarian addiction. By the way, fasulye, if you are not familiar, is a Turkish bean dish. It's sort of a tomatoy, white bean. Um, Thing served over rice with yogurt. It's it's pretty delicious. It can be a little bland, but it's very classic, like, Turkish uh, home cooking. So, yeah, all those restaurants, um, or, sorry, what used to be the chai houses, all are now fasulye places. There's, like, a whole strip of them. And it's kind of interesting because it's something I've noticed in Istanbul, that, like, you know, all the the places that sell automotive parts will be on one street. All the places that sell, um, you know, like, you know, phone accessories will be in one area. There's even a street actually nearby the Suleimania Mosque that sells just like belt buckles, you know? So, whatever, you need a belt buckle. Um, So yeah, all the restaurants, they're all the same thing. Like, fasulye, fasulye. that's all they serve is fasulye beans and rice, and there's like 10 of them in a row. You would think that maybe like people would wanna do different things because variety is the spice of life, but that does not always um, work here. I can't quite figure it out. It's just a unique idiosyncrasy about Istanbul. So now I am back at home after my morning exploring the Suleymanye Mosque and surrounding area. Uh, It was really, really a nice morning. I have to say Um, my my data connection actually crapped out. Um, My phone, I needed to renew my package. So actually the recordings I made, um, I couldn't upload them in real time. This is podcaster jargon. Uh, (laughs) What I'm trying to say is that I had no internet access for the three hours that I was out walking. And I do have to say that, like, that is something I would highly recommend to anyone who is going for walks or is interested in urban exploring in Istanbul or in any other city. Turn off your internet. Make yourself inaccessible. um, Because if you're constantly chatting on whatsapp or checking instagram or something you don't get into the same um sense of place i don't even know what i'm trying to say here you don't really experience the place you're in and you can't really fully enjoy it uh there there's just something about walking and there's lots of actual um you know papers and discourse surrounding this subject about um psychogeography and the idea that you know our our landscape our topography where we live where we explore actually does have a psychological imprint and so you can you can't really get lost in a place if you're actively connected so it was really nice to get lost and actually i had a, a really wonderful walk um not even just the Suleimania. the area around there is really really interesting um, and there were so few people and it was just it was just the greatest ah it was wonderful and then of course i was brought back to reality when i came back to my house and had to stop at the grocery store and someone had their mask off and was coughing in the grocery store and i had my usual anxiety attack over that and lost my temper. Um anyway, that is about time I think to wrap up the episode. So I hope you learned a little bit about um Sultan Suleiman, Suleiman Yajami. If you live in Istanbul, I would highly recommend you go explore that area. And if you don't live in Istanbul, I hope I was able to do it justice. Thanks for joining and See you again on another episode of Slouching Towards Present.